Just before we get into the podcast, just want to let you know that we actually recorded this about a week ago, about eight days ago, on the 16th of March, and things have changed a little bit in the world since then. But nevertheless, enjoy the podcast for what it is. Hi, and thanks for listening to the Waffle Podcast. Thanks for listening. Nah, maybe not that. <laughs> oh my God. You sound and needy. You're, you're listening. Thanks, and you're listening. Why say thanks? It sounds needy. Oh. You're motherfucking listening to the shit. You chose. <laughs> you chose to spend your time yeah. listening to this shit. Yeah, yeah. All right. Hey, mofo's, you are <laughs> listening. <laughs> Do you want to start it again? No, man. Here, I'll edit this shit out. All right. Or not. Um, you are listening to the Waffle Podcast with Rob Ferguson and Jared Duggan. What are we talking about this week, Rob? Uh, this week, Jared, we're talking about how to use three seashells instead of toilet paper. Uh, we're going to give you uh, some instruction on strip at pole meditation to calm your anxiety. And then we're also going to talk about how the coronavirus is like a violence restraining order. Uh, and as a bonus, I'm going to tell you why a Quinana gang sign works better than tequila when picking up chicks. <laughs> Stay, Stay tuned. This could inspire us to adopt the Cheryl Crow method of wiping our ass. What's that? Cheryl Crow only uses one sheet of toilet paper. What? Hell! <laughs> My first car was a Toyota Corona. <laughs> I, I ploughed that car into an Audi and rode it off. Did, and did you? I'm a bit sad now because it'd be worth a fortune now. Either that or it'd be worth nothing. Nothing. No one wants to drive a Corona. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. It was an awful bloody car. you're a victim, when things are out of your control, when you're panicking, when you don't know what to do, you actually end up making really dumb mistakes that make things worse, right? But is, is this guy homeless? Is he gay? Yeah. Is he both? Yeah. Is he a homeless gay guy? <laughs> <laughs> Is and he homeless sexual? <laughs> and the answer to that is yes. Fuck, how do we even start this shit? I know how. How? <laughs> so, this is probably going to be the funniest. Podcast that we've ever recorded. Do you, you know? reckon? Yep. Oh, the world's ending. Oh my god. You know we're all going to cough ourselves to death. Yep. And we're all going to have shit all over our ass because there's no toilet paper. <clears throat> we're going to die a coughing death. Have Have you noticed? Have you noticed that you've noticed people coughing more? <laughs> no. Have nah, you? Nah. I have. Fuck. In the fucking office today. 
Yep. Every motherfucker is coughing. <laughs> right. Every everyone. Now, is that is that that they're coughing or is that the law of attraction? I think um I think it's two things. Mm. I think it's a bit of the the law of attraction type thing. Yeah. It fucking it's in everyone's head. Yep. I even notice myself like I've got a little bit of a tickle in the back of my throat because um I've been talking a lot mm. um and I also went to a a small concert last night less wow. than 500 people good um at way less than 500 people and I've been nervous well, I just every now and again I want to clear my throat you know just get a bit of the, mm-hmm. the, the mucus that's sitting there off yep and I notice myself holding back because I don't want anyone in the office to think that I've got it. but meanwhile there's other people there coughing up a fucking lung and I'm just <laughs> like what the fuck's going on man you so know, I, I think it's a bit that and I think it's also also the the um um reticular activation system that we yes. talked about before yeah I'm just noticing it more because in my fucking head yeah like when you when you're going to buy a white i20 mm-hmm. Hyundai mm-hmm. you all of a sudden notice them Everywhere. On the road everywhere. You know, my first car was a Toyota Corona. <laughs> I, yeah. I ploughed that car into an Audi and rode it off. Did, and did you? I'm a bit sad now because it'd be worth a fortune now. Either, either that or it'd be worth nothing. Nothing. No one wants to drive a Corona. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. It was an awful bloody car. Did you Did you hear that... that um, it's. Actually, um, the Corona um, beer, like, you can't, no one wants to buy it. It's dropped 36% what in sales. What the fuck's going on, man? This this is the thing, right? I There, there is something strange um, with the way people behave about this kind of stuff. And I've noticed that, I was just talking about you just before we we started this, and I know everyone is in a panic. Oh. But, but, but why toilet paper? <laughs> I, don't know. I know why. I know why. Okay. Yeah. What it, what it is is um, when when you don't when no one knows what the fuck's going on. No. No one knows what's happening. And this stuff that we talked about last week, this whole victim mindset thing, right? Um, there, everyone is the victim. Mm-hmm. We're all in danger. Yep. Everyone's freaking out. So what happens is we go into. Um, uh, I actually heard a new term the other day. Um, uh, uh, what's the what's the, the 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 bit of our brain the the caveman part of our brain called Agda- medulla oblongata? Yeah, it's it's the that, only reason that, I that know that hyped. is because it was on the Water Boy. Yes, and <laughs> yeah. Mama Mama said yeah. Um, uh, so so that gets kind of hijacked, mm. and all of our cognitive thinking goes, and we just go into protection mode, the flight, fight, fawn, and freeze. Yeah. Um, but we don't know what our enemy is exactly. So we're looking for social cues from other people mm. and it makes us do really dumb things. Yeah. Um, think of it like, right, um, a sheep, right? If, if, if there's a sheep paddock mm. and a car drives past and it backfires, mm-hmm. um, the sheep runs away. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know it's not a real threat. It's his big bang, goes, ah, fuck, runs away. The flight response kicks in. Yeah. But then in doing that, it makes us do really bad decisions and the, and, the, and the sheep runs into a barbed wire fence Yeah, and the sheep gets stuck. So it freaks out and it doesn't realize that it's doing itself more damage and it's going to end up bleeding to death because it's trying to get out of the barbed wire fence. Mm. That's basically what we're doing. We're, 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 we're looking for social cues from other people and it's particularly toilet paper um, that people are buying is because it only takes one or two people 
toilet paper's big. You notice on the shelf if a yep. few of those go missing. Yep. And it only takes another couple of other people to go, oh, fuck, everybody else is buying toilet paper. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Then I'll, I'll grab that too because that's what they're doing. And then everybody else starts doing it. And then all of a sudden, everyone's trying to buy toilet paper. One person takes a photo of an empty shelf, puts that on social media. People are going, holy shit, there's no toilet paper. i got to get toilet paper. All of a sudden, you've got herd mentality. And, and not only that, but even in my rational brain, now, I understand that that's going on. Mm. I've noticed myself checking my toilet paper going, fuck, um, yep. I kind of need to buy some more. But I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, buy, I buy one roll of, one pack of toilet paper um, about every three months. Yeah. Yep. And it lasts me for three months. Yeah. I'm, oh, I did the math. 180 sheets, mm-hmm. right? If you if you use four or five squares per wipe, and you wipe you know, about five times, five or six times, whatever, 60 rolls will last you a year. Yeah. Per person. Yep. People are fucking... Sta- Dude, people have got years worth of toilet paper. Yeah. And I'm fine because work's got heaps. That's the other thing. Shit at work. Shit at work. You get paid. You get paid for pulling. Yeah. Uh, Twenty six dollars an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Plus, you don't have to listen to everyone coughing. No. You're not dealing with people. No. It's the best thing. You get to. You get to check your Facebook feed. I just do that on my desk as well. Oh. So I'm. I'm just, Testing stuff on my it's, phone. Um, it's it's not advised to be cha- ta- um, to be uh, checking your Facebook feed at your desk when your desk is a forklift. <laughs> yeah, probably, <laughs> probably. But but yeah, man, that's fucking that's that's what people are doing because the other big thing was uh, bottled water. Really? Right? Yeah, and, and again, like it, people were selling out of bottled water because it's big. You notice when it's gone, right? And the other thing is that people are buying is long life food items, right? Yes. Yep. Like like sure pasta enough. and rice and canned goods, mm-hmm. right? Oh, canned goods. I got to talk about that in a minute as well. <laughs> um but fuck like this is the thing that gets me, right? I went shopping yesterday. I shop at the Spud Shed um cuz I like moths with my fruit and veg. Oh, yep. Um and um <laughs> it reminds me of a joke. What's worse than a What's worse than a worm in your apple? <laughs> this could be one or two answers, but go for it. Half a worm. Is it? Ah, oh, I've heard that joke. It's a little bit different. All right. It's like what's worse than uh, a worm in your apple? The Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> or cancer. That's yeah. the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anti jokes. Um, yeah, fucking. Um. Uh, uh. Yeah. The thing I get right is people are, are stocking up on all this pasta and rice and stuff like that. Dude, everyone's going to be fucking constipated. No one's going to be shitting. <laughs> that little toilet paper is going to last them years. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. And everyone's going to be huge. Like. It's the other thing. It's all carbohydrates. Yeah. Everyone's going to be fat as fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's like like I, I think I think it's the it, beginning of Wally. <laughs> maybe yeah maybe it is we need a big floating cruise ship no it can't be a cruise ship um, <laughs> spaceship like on wally no no it can't be you can't be a spaceship um yeah man uh but the thing is right 
this 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 is this is a tough little time. Um, people are going to lose like like the the economic impact of what's going on right now. Things are shutting down. Mm-hmm. Every, everyone's closing borders. Everyone's afraid of everyone else. Um, things are shutting down. Uh, airlines are already laying off people. Um, all sorts of weird stuff's going on. Um, so it's going to be hard. Like we're heading for like the, the global financial crisis was probably a walk in the park to what the fuck's going on now. Maybe, yeah. Because um, there's actually a reason for this. Yeah. Um, well, there was a reason for that too. It was fuck, fucking bankers making shitty investments to make a quick buck. And, right. Yeah. But anyway. Um, but what people aren't realizing is the positive things that come from this, right? Mm. Do you know where canned food came from? World War Two. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. They were trying to get food out to soldiers that yeah. would last a long time and, 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 and would whatever. So that's how canned food got invented. Necessity is the mother of all invention. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, um, and I, th- I think um, this could inspire us to adopt the Cheryl Crow method of wiping our ass. What's that? You, you, you know who Cheryl Crow, Crow is, right? Oh, she's a singer. Yeah. Yeah, she did that. Uh, she did that. She had that big, big hit in the in the nineties. Um, but I heard an interview with her. Um, <laughs> hang on, let's. Um, yeah, yeah, she did this song. Is it gonna work? Hit it. Yeah, she did this song back. Oh, in- I know this song. Yeah, this ain't no country club either. It ain't no country club either. This is L.A. <laughs> yeah, man. Anyway, yeah, Cheryl Crow only uses one sheet of toilet paper. What? <laughs> How? If that man... I've been waiting for that question on a pub trivia night for years. It's <laughs> never fucking come up. How did she do it? How many... How, what, what famous uh, uh, country singer uses one sheet of toilet paper? Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I've got it. I know. I know. Lock it in, Eddie. It's Cheryl Crow. Yeah. I, I don't under, understand how she does it, but yeah, she was on she was on a big um, a big bag wagon for uh, for a while back in the mid nineties, I think mid to late nineties. That everyone uses too much toilet paper; it's going to ruin the environment, and kill us all. So we all need to just use one sheet like her. I don't even understand how that's going to happen. Did you ever see a movie called Demolition Man? Don't think so. It's it's, it's the best movie ever. It was like a straight to video movie from from again the nineties. And it had uh, Sandra Bullock, it had Sylvester Stallone, and it had Wesley Snipes. Right. Three big name actors. Yeah. And you've never heard of the never movie. Heard of it. No. Okay. It's a futuristic movie, and these guys, the, the, you know, um, uh, a couple of people get cryogenically frozen and they get thawed out years later. One of them was a cop that got framed. He got cryogenically frozen. The other one was like this mass murderer dude, which was played by Wesley Snipes. The cop is played by um, uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Um, and um, anyway, um, the, the 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 bad guy um, Wesley Snipes plays gets thought out. You know, some some evil mastermind is going to use him for his own world domination plan. Um, and the only way now that this guy's on the loose, the only person that knows how to say because everything's peaceful in the world now, it's in the future. You know, there's no crime anymore. Every, you know, there's, there's the cops don't even have guns. They have this little cattle prod type thing that knocks right. people out for five seconds. Um, 
Anyway, as part of this futuristic setting, um, they go to the this you know this guy's just been thawed out thawed out from the nineties. He's waking up in twenty one hundred, and he goes to the toilet, and there's no toilet paper. There's just three three seashells on the bench, and um, and he's walking out like, what the how? What do I do with the three seashells? And they're like, and then they're all teasing him, going, ha ha ha. He doesn't know what to do with the three seashells. I'm like, what the fuck? And he and he and he swears. And all of a sudden, this thing on the wall says, Sergeant, whatever your name is, you've been fined one credit for, you know, um, foul language. And it, like, prints out this little, like, fine for him. Right. And so, all he, he walks up to this thing and starts going, you motherfucker, piece of shit, whatever, and then gets all the tickets and then wipes his ass with him. <laughs> but what I'm saying is this lack of toilet paper. What were the seashells for? It, it is never explained in the movie. Right, but I think we're on the cusp of finding out. <laughs> I think that I think that movie is a premonition. Right, it just people are gonna fi- people are gonna run out of toilet paper and they're gonna oh, I'm gonna figure out how to use the three seashells. My girlfriend is actually working. You know how like if you kill a cockroach, yep, and you get a big wad of toilet paper to pick it up, yeah, and then you know you use a big wad because you want to give the the cockroach a, an extra squeeze. To make sure it's fucking dead oh, before you throw is that it in the what bin. You do? Yeah. Usually the yellow guts come and protruding from its neck is, <laughs> is enough. Uh, you know, tell. if you half miss it and you're like not sure if it's, you give it, you know, you get a big water and you give it. So she's working on an invention to um to 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 catch uh, cockroaches, uh, catch and kill cockroaches with uh, without toilet paper. Right. There you go. So we're already miles ahead. Humanity, humanity is getting better. Which is funny because. Cockroaches are going to survive the coronavirus, and we're not. <laughs> not if my girlfriend's invention's got anything to say about it. But, um, uh, but yeah, like, like it's, it's. Um, uh, oh, here we go. I um, oh, there's a picture of Hitler there. That's not the article. Oh, yeah, is it that? Um, no, oh, I, I'd had an article. Oh, here we go. No, canned food was one thing. That, uh, plastic surgery. Do you know mm-hmm. plastic surgery came out of uh, the 1960s? Some soldier um, got wounded and uh, lost his eyelids. Yeah. Yep. And that's how plastic surgery was invented. Yeah. There used to be a man who... Um, have you seen Have you seen Boardwalk Empire? No. There, there used to be a... Um, there used to be a profession... Um, for men, uh, for for doctors who would design basically prosthetic faces. Yeah, okay. That went on your um, you'd 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 wear glasses, and on the glasses would hang a like a prosthetic face for people who had lost their face from landmines. Whoa! There's a um, there's a guy on Boardwalk Empire, Mister Mister Harrow, best character ever, so stoic. Yeah. Yep. Doesn't he just grunts, and he's just a, he's just a superhero, and he's like, got one of these masks, like Tim Allen from Home Improvement. <laughs> I watched I watched a um a, a Tim Allen stand up comedy special the other night. Did you? I had to turn it off. Why? Too much of that. Too much. It was, it was just all. <laughs> oh man, it's good stuff. Um. Uh, 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 pads, women's, um, feminine hygiene pads. Yeah. They were invented during, during war. Yep. 
um, it was like this gauze, this super absorbent gauze that was made to, to treat soldiers' wounds. Yeah. And all the nurses were like, oh, I know what I can use that for as well. Mm. Um, and after the war ended, like it became a thing because all the nurses were still trying to get it for um, their feminine hygiene needs. But yeah. It was invented by a man, it should be said. Yeah. Duct tape. Right. Oh, well, I, well, I don't know. No, it wasn't invented by a man. Yes, it was. It, it, the gauze was. Yeah. But the use for it um, as a sanitary napkin wasn't. I don't that know was, that. That was... That <laughs> Uh, uh, I should tell you about a conversation I had with my ex-wife But I don't know whether I <laughs> Thanks for offending <laughs> the, the, the minority of women uh, of, of our listeners again um, Yeah man, duct tape Duct tape, the, the, the ammunition boxes Yep uh, the, There was like a little tear-off thing that kept thing, And, and they yep. invented duct tape from it Microwave ovens Right Um they were invented from people dicking around trying to trying to um, get better radar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And yep. it melted a chocolate bar in the the dude's pocket, and he's like, "Ah, oh, I wonder if I could do that on purpose." Yeah. And the motherfucker was melting chocolate bars left, right, and center. Yeah. You might not know this one. Leopard tanks. What the? F- I don't even know what a leopard tank is. It's a it's a large metal object that is used for blowing the shit out of anything that comes near it. <laughs> Invented for war. There you go. <laughs> so what I'm saying is we're on the cusp of of an invention revolution. Right, okay, yep. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have new ways to wipe our ass. Mm-hmm. Or in fact, even go back to old ways. You know, we're gonna we're gonna be like the Amish. The Mate. old ways are better. Mate, your shit pit idea is about to take off. Dude, not only that. I'm also going to buy stocks in hankies. Hankies? Yeah. Yeah. Hankies, right? I said this to someone last last night. Hankies, dude. Yeah. Fuck tissues. Just use a hanky. And they're like, oh, that's gross. It's the germs and stuff. I'm like, no, man, it's better. It's your germs. It's in your pocket. And it's going in your wash. Yeah, okay. It's... A, dude, if you, if, you, if you use tissues, you're leaving your DNA and shit everywhere. If I was a rapist, I would use a hanky. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, though, so I use tissues. There's a tip for our um, minority (laughs) rapist listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that's the thing. Going back to some old ways, man. You don't need tissues all the time. Use a hanky. Stick it in your pocket where your gems belong. Don't spread them around the office. Don't, Don't put your dirty tissues in my bin. Yeah, Dad used to Dad used to use a hanky. I don't know yeah. whether he still does. Yeah, yeah. And the only reason because it wasn't cool. It's going to be cool again now. Yeah, okay. Hankies, man. I'm going to get my fucking initials embroidered on and everything. Yep. Yep. You can, buddy. <laughs> you can present it as a favoured or fair maiden. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's exactly <laughs> it. You know, you just pull out a nice clean ironed hanky. Hopefully, yeah. Iron man. Yep. I remember my mum ironing hankies. <laughs> So I was I was pretty I brought in a legit religious you know household. So Mum always made sure I had an ironed hanky to to take to church on Sundays. Right, ironed hanky. And, oh, and that's white- a great idea. Giving your kid a hanky. Yep. Jack's nose is forever like. He- See. See. Oh, here we See. Go. It's coming back. 
But what I'm what I'm talking the whole reason I'm talking about this shit yeah. is the psychological thing. Everyone everyone is in scarcity. Everyone is in the victim mindset. Yeah. And if you're in that mode and if you're focused on that stuff, all you're gonna see is the bad shit. Yeah. You know? If if you're listening to the news and if you're watching on your social media, all you've got is 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 all the bad shit all the time. Yeah. Dude, there's good shit gonna come from this. Yeah. Well absolutely. You know, the best thing, what, how did you phrase it uh, from invention comes from necessity? Um, um, necessity is the mother of all invention. There you go. Yeah. yeah. You say it way more eloquently than I do. Which never happens. Because <laughs> of my hillbilly country bumpkin Tasmanian accent. <laughs> and you've got your radio voice going on. But I know sayings and shit. Yeah. Look at you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Like every, every the the other thing with this is, um, I, I've noticed is um, I was I was talking to you just before we think about the traffic, right? Yep. Yeah. And, and um, I went for a drive um on on Sunday for an hour drive from Armadale up to Clarkson, um, and um, uh, I saw a couple of rear enders and stuff like that, and it it something occurred to me. Because I've been feeling a little bit of the panic. You know, I've been watching everyone. You know, I've been checking my toilet roll supply and had to calm myself down and go, no, 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 no. Everything's okay. Everything's yeah. okay. But I've, I've, had, a, I've got, had a unique preparedness for, for this, um, this virus disaster in that um, about four years ago, um, my ex-wife got a um, domestic violence order on me. Um, and all of a sudden, overnight, I could no longer see or speak to my kids. Mm-hmm. I couldn't come within 100 meters of my own home. Uh, I was homeless. Um, and that compiled with um, some child support issues where they thought I was making a lot more money than I really was. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, I got basically was having to consider bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. And that all happened. Pretty much all at the same time. Um, extremely rough experience. And I know with this scenario, I know someone personally who um, was overseas. That they, they, They've got a boyfriend who's from another country. And they were overseas. And they'd planned to come back to Australia for a week. Um, they were over in hmm, Singapore or something like that. And they were going to come back in Australia for a week. And then they were going to move to Germany for a year. All of a sudden... They were coming in. She got in, and he couldn't get a visa back into Australia. And then over the weekend, there's been this two-week mandatory quarantine yep. uh, law come in. So all of a sudden, this guy's stranded at an airport. Like they got halfway, they got to Kuala Lumpur or something, but then he couldn't go any further. So this guy's now stranded in Kuala Lumpur, like Tom Hanks. Yep. Yeah. Um, can't go anywhere can't do anything doesn't know what the fuck to do he, he you know and now germany's like an epicenter he can't go back home um he, he's stuck and this poor woman um is now got her boyfriend stuck in another country doesn't know even when or if she's gonna see him again that oh, is crap. some fucking hard shit to deal with and there's a lot of people doing this. I'm three degrees separated from that situation. I'm so I'm sure there's other people doing that. I'm sure there's other people that have extended family that have that have died from coronavirus and stuff like that. Yeah. 
this is fucking hard. Yeah. And I learned some stuff from go- from suddenly not being able to contact my kids and I was comp- I was <sighs> my stuff's still in family court. So I want to when I'm talking about this stuff about me, I'm giving my perspective. I'm sure if you spoke to my ex-wife, she would give you a completely different perspective, okay? Yeah. So, so understand everything. I'm not shitting on my ex-wife. I'm just giving my side of whatever, okay? Um, I was in an emotionally abusive relationship um, that made me extremely depressed um, and sad and um, uh, uh, suicidal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got out of that. And as I was getting out of that, I ended up in this situation where I got a uh, a false domestic violence claim um, uh, against me. Let me just see if I can I can mute this conversation for a minute. Um, mute. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, it, it 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 all of a sudden I'd gone from a, an emotionally abusive relationship where, and now my kids are with this person that. I think is a threat so I'm panicking and what it made me do because I was in this threat mode I'm panicking everything's now out of my control I lost control um, I had no access to my own personal belongings that are stuck in my house I had no access to my kids I thought my kids were unsafe um, uh, I had um, was getting threatened financially and that is happening to a lot of people. They're getting um, severance from people. People have got old old um, uh, relatives. They can't go visit them now. This and and yeah. and, and and they're freaking out. Like yeah. I've got to look after mum and dad, but I'm too afraid to go and look after them because I don't want to give them a disease that could probably fucking kill them. Yeah. So everyone is going through what I went through. Mm. Um, and so I know personally how fucking hard it is and how you are reacting. And the thing that I learned the hard way is that when you're in that mind state, when you think you're a victim, when things are out of your control, when you're panicking, when you don't know what to do, you actually end up making really dumb mistakes that make things worse, mm-hmm. right? So when, um, when you're in a situation like that, what I did was I had to go to court to defend myself in this um, domestic violence order. And I'm scared for my kids and I'm getting accused of all sorts of stuff. And um, it was, I was getting, I was getting accused of what um, my ex-wife was doing in my eyes, what my ex-wife was doing and I wasn't doing, it was like projection, right? Yeah. Um, And I'm scared for my kids. I hadn't seen them in three months. I had no idea what they were like, what was going on. I'm getting told that I'm the worst dad in the world, that I'm abusive, that that I'm a threat, that I'm a danger to my kids, and all I want to do is protect my kids. Mm-hmm. And I got very emotional in court, um, and I cried, and I yelled, and I went, I just want my kids back. Um, and absolutely broke down in a slobbering mess mm. um, in the courtroom. And... I didn't realize till after that was one of the worst things I could have possibly oh, done. You're kidding. No. When I did that, you've you got to understand the context, right? This is in a courtroom where they're used to guys flying off the handle and mm-hmm. getting really abusive and stuff like that. And if you can't handle your emotions, they immediately see you as a threat. Yeah. So even though my emotions were sad, 
um, I wasn't threatening anyone. I wasn't, you know, I was just like, you know, yelling that all I want, I just want my kids back yeah. and fell down on the desk crying. The magistrate said to me um, that the domestic violence order was going to be um, upheld for two years um, and um, that I couldn't control my emotions and because of that, I was a danger to everyone around me and a danger to my kids and um, basically ordered that I couldn't see my kids for two years. Um, that is what everybody else is doing at the moment. Yeah. Everyone else is panicking and we're reacting in ways that is doing, going to be the worst thing for us. Um, people see other people stocking up on things and they, or, or toilet paper, whatever. In, in, in the shop yesterday, something happened. You know, I saw this one lady and she started yelling at another lady in the shops saying, um, I saw you, I saw you with all that toilet paper on Friday, you know, and this lady's like, what are you talking about? And this other lady was attacking her and I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? Right. The same kind of thing, um, happened, uh, on the trains in Sydney. Did you hear about this stuff? So what happened, this was in, in Sydney, right? This this lady on the train and um, she coughed and there's a guy sitting opposite her on the train and he basically called her up and says, dude, we're in the middle of a pandemic, cover your mouth when you cough. And this lady reacted badly and basically goes, I did not cough, you know, openly. I coughed inside my mouth, which is a miracle. I don't know how the fuck, (laughs) how the fuck do you cough inside your mouth? Anyway, this guy called her out on it. So she immediately sees him as attacking her and yep. she's playing the victim. Yep. And then this guy reacts because uh, this guy thought he was the victim and she was putting him at danger. Yep. She flipped around and goes, this guy's attacking me. I'm in danger. And it plays out. Are you out- serious? Did you just cough at me? Yeah. Oh. I don't have a pandemic. So... This this lady sarcastically coughs in his direction, and and this guy gets fucking angry. All of a sudden, this thing is escalating right out of control, and everyone's the fucking victim. Both people think each other's the perpetrator, yeah. and they're looking. There's no rescuer though, no. Right? So what do you do? You fucking you YouTube Hugh Jackman. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only thing to do in this situation. Almost. Um. It's 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 that kind of shit. Um, people are just fucking. There, there is no rescuer. It's this whole victim mindset shit that we we're talking about last time. Yeah. The only way out of this stuff is to be a creator and to yep. go. I understand other people's thing. This isn't. This isn't. We're not victims. Yep. Um. This this pandemic is, um, a challenge. And we're creators. We can do a different thing. We can instead of going. Ah oh, fuck. There's no toilet paper left and go, I wonder if I can figure out how to use those three seashells. Yeah. I wonder if I can start a toilet importing business, um, you know, with the, with the squatty toilets that don't require toilet paper. Yeah. But days are going, are selling out, aren't they? I don't know. But I, I, I've just got an image of a, like a long handle with a brush. <laughs> Get in the shower and just like a, like a back scratcher, 
but all the way down. A rag on a stick. Rag on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and and think about this. Already, it's good for the environment. <laughs> Already, we're using less toilet. I've noticed myself. I'm like starting to ration my toilet paper a little bit, what. just in case. Using less toilet paper, good for the environment. I was thinking about this the That's other a day. Positive. Coronavirus has solved global warming. Yeah. I haven't heard about global warming once. Yep. So I'm just going to assume it's it's not happening anymore. And I also um also thought, you know, um chicks can take a chicks can take a a, a, a leaf out of our book. Instead of, you know, using toilet paper when they go number once. Yeah. They just uh, chuck a Taylor Swift and shake it off. Shake it off. <laughs> <laughs> It's what you do on the dance floor, a little bit of twerking. Yeah. Give a, you give it a twerk and yep. shake it off. Yep. You'd be right. And this is like this is where, like, the, with the whole... So, with the global warming thing, and I'm trying to think what we were outraged at before that. There was something else. Um, the vegans seem to be particularly outraged at the moment. Yeah. Um, it always seems to be something and I've only sort of noticed it since I've been working in the warehouse and we've got Triple J playing on the radio okay and there's always one news item that's going over and over and over and they won't let up about it yeah but then the next thing comes along and you don't hear about the last thing yeah yes and this is the other thing have you noticed that all the social justice warriors yeah they've either gone quiet yeah or they're banging on about this stuff. Yes. And and everybody is now coming up with all these different conspiracy theories. You, Chuck, yes. what's the one that you heard? Me? Yeah. Some American politician. Oh, I just watched a video today um, of an American politician who was saying basically that um, at the start of the year in January, Trump forced China into a deal which stopped them from stealing... Um, basically blueprints for technology yeah um and basically ruined china's economy and 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 shot america's to the top yeah so china have gone well we're not having this bam coronavirus um there's also i've heard these other conspiracy theories um uh that the death rates um in some countries are worse than others. Yes. And they were like, well, hang on a second. How does this make any sense? And all these disease things, disease specialists can't make sense of it. And I've heard a, a, a someone who's got a slight conspiracy theorist bent go, ah, they found a way to get rid of specific ethnic people. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, it's a new, it's the fucking biological holocaust. Right. The, the meth head at, uh, at, at work. <laughs> He he's my favourite for conspiracy theories. What does he reckon? Um, he reckons that there is. What did I say to him? I said to him something, and he said, "Oh yeah, that's because there's three different strains. Like there's the normal strain, and then there's the second strain, which has a sixty percent kill rate. Yep, and then a third strain, which is pretty bad too. What what this all is is where where at the moment the virus is the threat." Yeah, but sometimes situations aren't threat enough. We want a physical someone to blame. We want yeah. to hold someone responsible yeah. because that plays into our value of fairness and it, that completes the victim triangle as well. We need a persecutor. 
who fucking did this yep. because we need a rescuer to yep. step in and save us from this persecutor. Yep. So we need to know who this is. Um, at the moment, we've got no rescuer in the form of a medicine or, or, or a vaccine or anything like that. To, or Hugh Jackman. <clears throat> or Hugh Jackman to save us from this. So people are looking uh, and, and we're, we're trying to concoct uh, is an excellent book at the moment actually called um, there's an excellent book called You Are Not So Smart. What we do is we have cognitive distortions where we try to rationalize in our brain to make sense of the unknowns to make us feel safer. So if we can b- concoct some kind of conspiracy theory, find someone to blame for something and say it's the government's fault. It's yeah. China's fault. It's it's you know it's it's you know someone is against us. We need someone to attack them. We need to rise up against the government. Yeah. We need to you know. <clears throat> also heard of a um a video that's going around. I haven't actually seen it myself, so I don't know how fucking true it is. But um, I just heard it this morning. Um, that there's a politician was visiting Wuhan in China where the virus broke out. And all, there's all these people yelling out from their ba- balconies saying, it's a hoax. It's a hoax. It's a hoax. Whoa. Yeah. So fucking, who knows, right? Who knows? But it could also be that, that you know, because of the quarantine lockdowns and stuff like that, these other people haven't gotten it. They've gone, oh, this is all bullshit. They're trying to control us, blah, 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 blah. And there is a little bit of that, that effect going on, you know, that, that there's some pretty strict things. You know, if you come back from international travel and you don't self-isolate, you get in WA, I- in, in ACT and Victoria, I think it is, $20,000. Oh, was it 20? In Western Australia, 50 grand. You can get fined up to 50 grand if you don't self-isolate coming back. Bloody hell. Yeah. And this is severely affecting people. Like, fuck, if I get sick at work, I'm out of work, out of work for two weeks, you know? Mm. And this kind of stuff is going to make us do dumb things. One of the biggest things it's going to do is, do you know when you're the most susceptible, susceptible to becoming ill? When you're stressed. When you're stressed. Yeah. What the fuck is everyone right now? Yeah, yeah. Stress the fuck out. Yeah. Right? So, I said all that to give you the tips that I learned from my um, stressing out, um, from my, um, um, from my uh, uh, idea of, um, hang on a second. Hey. What are you doing? Can you turn it off for a second? It's a bit. Yeah. There's a bit bit of background noise in the background there. Um, other other people in my house. Yeah. Um, Selfishly making themselves a cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what what I learned is is how to how to lower that stress level. Um, and it's hard, especially if you've never done it before. It's it's wicked hard to to be able to know how to how to deal with this situation. The ah, I just remember the other thing that I was going to look up um, before we started. The first thing is um, to just breathe. When when we're stressed out, um, when we're stressed out, uh, I'm trying to trying to trying to look up two things at once here. When we're stressed out, what we tend to do is we tense up without even realizing it. Our breathing becomes more shallow. Um, our tight, our chest gets tight, tight. All our muscles tense up. Um, and if we just take a minute to breathe. Just in through our nose, nice and deep, fill up our lungs, hold it for a second, and then breathe out like we're blowing out a candle. Um, 
particularly not in someone's face on the train. Um, it's probably a good idea. Yeah. But, um, and if you need to cough, cough inside your mouth. <laughs> That's right. But to just breathe, like, honestly, um, uh, in, bet- in between, what we do is we, we, we think something, we feel something, and then we react. Um, but, but when we're in a panic mode, we do that and we end up like the sheep. The sheep thought that there was a threat with the, with the car backfiring. Um, uh, it felt anxious. It ran into the barbed wire fence. Then it felt trapped. Um, it, it thought it was trapped. Um, so it felt trapped and panicked and tried to get loose. But in trying to get loose, it did itself more damage. We need to stop that. We need to break down our automatic response. And the best way to do that, first of all, is just to breathe. Mm. Have, a, have a breath. Um, there was uh, a guy called Zay, Zay Frank. Have you ever heard of him? <laughs> Never heard of Zay Frank. Zay Frank. Um, he's awesome. Z-E, Zay Frank. Um, he did this thing. He, he basically was a lecturer in a university or something like that. And he did this thing where he did like a video blog every day. It was like one of the first ever video bloggers. And this, he would do these little social experiments, these cool little things. And one of the things, um, someone wrote to him and said, um, he did this social experiment where he basically wanted to be someone else on social media. So he asked for people's Facebook, um, Facebook accounts and wanted to pretend to be them for a week on social media. (laughs) So he, so he asked, he asked some of his fans and these people sent their login, Facebook login details to him and he logged into their Facebook and was (laughs) them for a week. And this one girl, she didn't give him much information, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and there were people were messaging her going, Oh, you know, how's um how's the new city how's the new job and he's like oh didn't even know i had one you know <laughs> it's because this chick didn't give him any information anyway she he, he kind of felt bad because he didn't do a didn't do a good job of impersonating her for a week and um uh, she wrote to him and said look yeah you know i've, I've just been to this new job and new city and i'm just freaking out a little bit you know i'm really nervous um and whatever and she said i heard you wrote this song for um uh, this kid that was scared all the time and you made like a lullaby song for her, it'd be really cool if you could do something for me and my anxiety. So he said, you know, uh, wrote her a letter and he, he, he said, you know, explain to me what it feels like. And she's like, you know, feels like, you know, I can't breathe. Feels like, you know, I just want to punch everyone in the fucking face. Um, and that. So he wrote, uh, he wrote this song that is fantastic and i think that's what all we all need to do at the moment right now it feels like i forgot to turn the light on and things that looked so good yesterday are now shades of gray and it seems like the world is spinning while i'm standing still oh maybe i am spinning i and then you say Yeah, much like the, the, the wonderful wisdom of, of Hugh Jackman mm. Hey, you're stronger than you know yeah. And you got a friend in me yeah. Here's one you can say to yourself Hey, you're okay You'll be fine Just fucking breathe Yeah have a deep breath. Yeah. There's other ways to wipe your ass. There's <laughs> other ways to blow your nose. Everything's going to be okay. Rag yeah. on a stick. 
Yeah, man. So, yeah. we had a pretty cool night out the other night. <laughs> you did. Oh, oh, did you not have fun? Oh, yeah, it was all right. It was just a night out for you. It was, just, just it was a, an amazing night out for me because I, I got to uh, I got to see what Rob was like, you know, when he's out. Yeah, yeah. We did a we did a salsa class, and we did. I've got a new catchphrase. Yeah, we washed our hands after that. We by did. The way. Yeah, we did. Um, I've got a new catchphrase. Yeah, Duggins don't dance. You did. You did awesome. I did terribly. Dude, it was your first class ever. It was horrendous. No, man, it was good. It takes practice, man. It's your first time ever. Yeah. But this is the same. Last time ever as well. No. (laughs) No, you just need to practice a little bit. Although, at the moment, you you can't practice. I've got letters this week saying, I do swing dancing. I've been doing it for two years. Uh, It's been cancelled. I actually actually looked up um, uh, dancing classes in Rockingham and they've postpone theirs till April yeah yep. but even even that like there's a the cool thing for it is um, you know what I can go oh this is a fair fucking coronavirus is fucking killing yeah. all our nights out now yeah. no this just means I get to practice dancing with one person in particular you oh me yeah, we're, right. we're gonna get together once a week are we we're gonna do dance classes yeah, I'll, right. pl- I'll play the woman bit you're gonna wash your hands aren't you yeah, no oh yeah <laughs> I'll brush my teeth and everything for yeah, you shit yeah yeah yeah. But yes, it's just more creative ways. Yeah, man, you did awesome. I did all right. Yeah, you could. See, it was it was funny because because there was there was there was six guys and there was three girls. So only every it's, second. It's so funny because it's normally the it's other way happens. around. Yeah, normally there's so many women there and like fuck all guys. The problem is when the girls got to me, I could just see in their eyes they're like, oh, this is the guy that's never danced before. No. <laughs> No, 100%. nah. They were 100%. looking at they were looking they, at you, going, "Who's this cute stud?" Well, you're, you're at the start, yeah, yeah, because I had my white pants on. <laughs> so when we were standing around meeting everyone, you know, there was definitely a bit of "Who's this cute stud?" and then um, it morphed into, "Oh, he's uncoordinated." It's so funny because the opposite thing happened to me. Yes. Everyone saw me and like, who's this fucking homeless bum? Yeah. And then they could see that I could actually dance and like, oh my God, you're amazing. Yeah. So yeah, we had the opposite flow. Yeah. They got less and less attracted to you. Yep. Yes, (laughs) they did. more and more attracted to me. I'm an amazing wingman. (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny. Did you notice what I did? We met, we met a French lady. There, that yep. was dancing with us. Did yep. you? The first thing I asked her, I says, "Oh, you're from France. How long have you been here for?" She said, "A month." Oh, good. You passed the quarantine period. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I asked her. <laughs> just, just in case she had the the French version, which has a sixty percent kill rate. <laughs> because someone's trying to. Because someone's fucking sick of frog's legs. <laughs> Some but- some evil genius had a bad frog's leg in a Paris cafe once. It's like I will get them back. Yep. I will create a virus to wipe them out. Yeah. <laughs> Why were they German? Because <laughs> that's the only two accents I can do: <laughs> German or um, or Italian. If I try to do a South African accent, it sounds Italian. Right. Oh, no. Oh, hang on, hang on a second. 
I need to give myself just a just a a, a couple of those. Yeah. <laughs> just this is the thing. This is the thing with South African accents, though. It doesn't matter what accent you do, you're pretty close. <laughs> there, there's a, there's a South African um, comedian uh, called Jeremy Taylor. No one knows him. No. Ex- except if you ask a South African, say, "Ah, oh, you're South African," they go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, man. You know, South South African man. You know." Yeah. Um, pretty close. It's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> I just got to sound racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the trick is every vowel is e. Ah. Okay. South Africa. Ah. Okay. Anyway, Jeremy Taylor. If you say that to any South African, not. But if you go. Uh, he does this song called Aka Please Daddy. And it's basically, it's it's basically like, it's like the, the South African pseudo-national anthem. Right. Um, uh, yeah. I'll see if I can find it quickly. Uh, Jeremy Taylor. Um, and anyway, um, it is like, it's, it's basically like, uh, it's a song you would probably sing um, if you were from Armidale or Quinana, like oh, yeah. we are. Like we are. Um, I don't know how this is going to go. It's only coming out one ear. But... Nah, he's going he's gonna to bang on for an hour. Fuck it. I'll give you the Cliff Notes version. Anyway, he's basically... Um, uh, please, Daddy, why don't you take us to the fair? All six, seven of us, eight, nine, ten. You know, big families all packed in. It's it's basically um, uh, the South African version of Kevin Bloody Wilson's "Living Next Door to Alan." Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. But yeah, man, all the South Africans know Jeremy Taylor. Oh, there you go. Not by name. Do you know what an Eskimo pie is? Yeah, it's like an ice cream sandwich. Uh, man, I found that out last week. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like a maxi bond. Yeah, it's like yeah. a maxi bun, like an ice cream sandwich. Yeah, in in um in South Africa, they're called Eskimo pies. Yeah, I had no idea. We've got idea. those here. They're I'm, not called Eskimo pies. I'm almost positive we've got those here. They're not called Eskimo pies. I think you can find Eskimo pies here. Really? I think. Oh my god. Yeah, I've lived under a shelter. Yeah, lived under a rock my whole life. Yeah, you don't get them in Armadale. No. No, we. Yeah. So we ended up at the comedy lounge. After our dancing. <sighs> and it was a good night. It was so much fun. They had three songs of karaoke after. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of weird kind of karaoke because basically you don't get to select the songs. No. Because apparently everybody was picking really shit songs. So they went, <laughs> fuck it. We're going to tell you we'll what you're em. singing. Yep. <laughs> so they just put karaoke songs on. You can just jump on stage if you want to do it. Yep. And and you and I tried out a little bit of a a, a, a persona, yeah, setup that we've been trying. Where you're basically the straight man, and I'm the comic relief. Yeah, and it went down a treat. It worked so well, yeah, to the point where the guy who actually selected the song stormed off stage. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, we were in an actual karaoke bar an hour later. And people were coming up to us saying, oh, my God, you were so funny. Um, uh, you guys are hilarious. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And uh, they're like, at the comedy lounge. I'm like, oh, were you there? I'm yeah. Like, yeah. 
And other dudes like took videos of us and were sticking yeah. us on Snapchat and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 It was it was a fantastic little thing. Yeah. Whereas basically you stood on stage and only sang the choruses of um <laughs> um of uh let me see let me see if I can find that song as well. Um you, you sang sure. only sang the chorus, the choruses um, of, of a song, and I sang the verses. And you just sort of stood, left the mic in the stand, and um, and 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 joined in the choruses, and kind of just looked pissed off. <laughs> yeah. While I was gallivanting around, yeah, like a homosexual man that just took about fifty e's. Yeah, you you just come out of the closet, <laughs> and you were embracing it to its full effect. Well, we were singing this. Oh, I'm getting angry just listening to it. And you were joining in the choruses just pissed off. Just yeah. like just like, oh man, this is annoying. Yeah. Why is this guy dancing around me? Why are you people sitting in the audience? You <laughs> fucking annoy me. And I'm just embracing life and like, oh my God, this is so good. I'm so happy to be on stage. This is my song. This is my song. Oh my God, can we sing some Whitney after this? <laughs> um, it was fantastic. It went down a treat. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, we learned we learned a little bit about comedy that night. That night, we learned a lot about comedy. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the following week, you had a gig at um, Canning Vale. Canning Vale, and the I last tr- drop. Yeah, yeah. And 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 in my efforts to try and recreate that, I fucked up a little bit, and I figured out that Christian is my mum. Yes. <laughs> Hope he's listening. Yeah. Fuck. I had such a such a realization. So basically, I tried to recreate that that vibe that we had. Um, but at the beginning of the show, before the show started, yeah. you know, in, in an effort to sort of you know let people know that the show was about to start and come and get your seats and like you know get people's attention, like oh what the fuck's going on in there, um, and did the same kind of thing. But it probably wasn't appropriate to do it at the beginning of a show. No, it's more of an end of the show type yeah. finale thing. Yeah, like. You know, um, yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I did that, and then I hopped down, and Chris came up to me. And he says, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> I was like, oh, "I was dancing." He goes, "Dude, you've just fucking made it so weird in here." <laughs> he says, "Now I have to fucking address this," and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "Dude, what the fuck?" You know. Uh, um, and, and as you were saying this, all I could hear was my mum's voice <laughs> saying, oh my God. Oh, Robert. Robert, you're such an embarrassment. Why do you always do this to me? You were ashamed to it. She's like, she's like a, a Japanese mother, you know? Yeah. You have dishonoured. You have dishonoured our family. Yeah. Which is funny because he's Korean. <laughs> Japanese, Korean, same thing. Um. <laughs> How come you're doing the dings this this episode? I can't even I can't even find it now. Oh, hang on. No, I can't even find my ding. Hang on. No, it's oh no yeah. There we there go. There we go. <laughs> I'm trying to find an app that lets me get sounds a little bit quicker. We'll we'll, we'll up the production of this sometime soon. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Fuck. And it fucking threw me. Yep. It. Absolutely threw me. This 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 overwhelming feeling of shame overtook yeah. me. Yeah. 
And I, man, it took me so much to get out of that headspace. I didn't quite get out of it, and I fucking bombed my actual yeah. comedy set. Yeah, um, I couldn't 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 get in and deliver my jokes very well. Yeah, I, I didn't bomb. No, it wasn't a bomb bomb. But it was close. It was, yeah, it was definitely a bomb. Maybe without the the second B. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, so yeah, lessons learnt from failure. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, it Did- was a, it was an otherwise good night. I I um tried to bring my pissed off persona to my to my set because we're both trying personas at the moment. Persona, yeah. we're all about. You know, it's all good to have funny jokes. Which we we I, read a book and we're like, oh, this is the Bible now. This is the Bible of comedy. Comedy's easy. <laughs> we read a book. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so the persona I came up with was, you know, slightly annoyed at everything. Yeah. Um, and you've gone flamboyant gay. Yeah. Is, is this guy homeless? Is he gay? Yeah. Is he both? Yeah. Is he a homeless gay guy? <laughs> <laughs> Is and he homeless sexual? <laughs> and the answer to that is yes. <laughs> I'm getting a lot better at wordplay. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that was pretty good. Um, I um, I I, I thought of one. It was pretty pretty bad the other day. <laughs> um, I was last night. I was talking, you know, about about coronavirus again and um you know saying you know people just need a bit of social distancing just fucking lay off the swingers parties for a week or two yeah you know like that um like that song by australian crawl throw down your schlong (laughs) that's pretty bad yeah it's pretty bad that's pretty bad (laughs) yeah yeah fuck man but yeah um and and you uh, made a little bit of a breakthrough with the ladies. Yes. I purchased three women drinks. <laughs> <laughs> and how many of those women that you purchased those drinks for um, actually had them? Oh, no, they left. <laughs> no, I, per- I, I purchased the drinks and they left. Uh, so I was standing at the bar with four shots of tequila and four shots of tomato juice. <laughs> and you had one and I felt bad for you so I had one and we managed to find another couple of other people to yeah have we managed them. to convince a couple of people that they weren't spiked mm-hmm. um, but talk about bounce, bouncing back from failure yep we then walked over after that and went well that was shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I'm like dude why the fuck are you buying women drinks don't yeah. do that I thought shit. that's what you do no no it makes you look needy yeah, um, makes you look like you're panicking. You need to need to need to break out of that frame and go. It, you know it, what? It 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 didn't just look like that. It was that. That's what I was doing. I was yeah. panicking. Yeah, that was a panic. Yeah, and 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 when you panic, did it pay off for you? The tomato juice was quite delicious. It was nice. Yeah, it wasn't was it? Good. <laughs> it didn't taste like it was tin pine, tinned um, uh, tomato juice. Yeah. It tasted fresh. Um, no, no, it didn't pay off. No, no. But when we when we laughed about that and we started in, and, and and I started to to introduce you to to other ladies and and a young lass actually came up to you yeah because we were laughing and we were having a good time and we were joking about what the fuck just happened what, do you remember what we were doing we were doing we were, uh, not specifically we were talking to a guy about what the gang sign for Quinana would be 
That's right. Which is not like, this is not a visual media, but um, if you spread your four fingers out and try and make a K with your fingers, yeah, that's what the gang sign for Quinana yep. would be. And a young lass saw you doing that mm. and came over. And what did she say to you? I remember. What did she say? I don't know. She said, she said what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. What are you talking about? Because we were, because our mindsets had changed. We were in abundance. We were clearly having a good time and making our own fun. Yeah. And I think she just wanted to be part of that. Part right? of it. Yeah. And um, I wingman for you something solid. Did you? Oh, dude, her friend. Oh, yeah. You you, you distracted I, her like a champ. Mate. Yeah. I, was, I was running out of shit to say to her. <laughs> right. So I don't have anything to and say. I'm like, and I'm like, hurry up, Jared. Close the deal, man. Get a number. Get a number so I can get out of this. Oh, no, no, no. That's a long-term investment <laughs> for me. But So what I did, I ended up betting her $16 that you wouldn't go upside down on a stripper pole. Yep. You, you Hang on a second. You bet against me. Yes. You said that I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. You're a fuckhead. <laughs> you 100 percent lost like, that why bet. 16 i thought i said oh, that's the funniest number i can think of <laughs> <laughs> i can think of a funnier number oh yeah 72 is a pretty funny number yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah 84 is even hilarious yeah. um 96 is incredibly <laughs> funny you know if you turn that upside down <laughs> you make 96 <laughs> Some people think if you turn it upside down, some people it makes sixty nine. Yeah, some people are genius. Like that. Some people are fucking retarded. <laughs> um, yeah, and um, and 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 I did. I went upside down on a stripper pole. Yep, and uh, you lost sixteen bucks. Yeah, <laughs> cost me two drinks. I actually bought two drinks, one for her, and one for her friend. Oh. So moral of the story is, you can buy a girl a drink if you lose a bet. There you go. Yep. You, you got to have she, some. She actually said, just buy me a drink. I was like, yeah, right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, man. And they ended up coming to the karaoke bar with us where we saw our, our Comedy Lounge fan club. That's right. Yeah. Because we went to that Mexican bar first. She didn't like great. them. It was funny. She got all jealous. She did. Because they were all like, oh my God, you guys are hilarious. And they were like fanboying over us. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she got all jealous. Yeah. On you. It was amazing. This is all new to me. Yeah. But but this is the whole thing, right? Um, abundance versus scarcity. Yeah. Um, uh, a victim mindset versus creator mindset. Because yep. you could have easily like bought those um, those girls drinks and they walked off and you left with four tequilas on the bar. And you could have gone, oh, fucking women, you know, they, uh, I tried to do something nice and they run off. And you could have 100% gone victim mode. I, I did. For a second, <laughs> for a bit, and I. But instead, I laughed in your face. Yeah. I mean, you're a fucking idiot. Um, and I said, dude, just ask someone else. Say hello, you know. Yeah. Just, just play with it. Just and say, they, just say, I bought these for my mates, but my mates pissed off. Yeah. Have a drink. Have a drink. And uh, the, the couple of these and other they ladies at came me up like and like I was trying to date rape them. Yeah. Um, for a minute, and then they're all right. And and they had a couple right. of shots of tequila, and everyone was happy. It was all good. And then there are our mates. Yep. And it all worked out good. Yeah. So the moral of the story is... Women are awful. <laughs> um, no. It doesn't... If if you are 
in a victim mindset, if mm. you are in scarcity, no one wants anything you, to do with you. No one want, no one wants anything to do with you. Yeah. And you're going to make dumb mistakes. Yeah. So just breathe. Yep. Um other things you can do is ground yourself. Take your shoes off and, and walk on the grass. Being one with nature. I know it sounds hippie as shit. There wasn't a whole lot of grass in the tequila bar. No. To be fair. But but what I did was I I took um I took the things out of my pockets and I took my glasses off and I went up down upside down on a stripper pole and I grounded myself. Yeah. I was at one with my inner whore. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 it it centered me and then I was all right. Yeah. Yeah. There were some inner whores using the stripper pole before you oh, as well. <laughs> oh man. So good. This is what there was a yeah, there one chick there. She was she was and she was such an exhibitionist. Yeah. She's like, everybody move back. Everybody watch me. Watch me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I've, get paid for this. I've done a class <laughs> at Bobby's strip pole emporium. <laughs> you know, that's a place. I think that's what it's called. Bobby's stripper strip pole uh Pole know. dancing emporium it's, it's or something. Pole, pole fitness now. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. Anyway, say pole it's dancing. in like a dodgy area of town in East Perth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that owns it owns like an IT company or something as well. I was right. like, oh yeah, that figures. Yeah. Filthy pervert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. But yeah, it was and it was great and we had a great night. It was so all, good. All because we got rid of our scarcity. Yeah. And into abundance and everything was okay. So what I'm saying is, you know, I, I think the, the the idea. How do we even fucking sum up this podcast this time? Just like, um, three seashells, man. Find new ways to wipe. Everything will be alright. Find a new way to wipe. Yeah. Invent a new way to wipe. Yeah. This will be your million dollar marketing idea. You will be the new. What was the guy that owned Ford that started Ford? Jerry Ford. Henry. Henry. Yeah. Whatever. I knew it had a. Read He's on the got end a of great it. saying. What's his saying? Um. Don't know. Does he have a saying? He's got a saying, and it's amazing. Does but he? all I can think of is Einstein's. If you, uh, if you, if you, everyone's a genius. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it's going to think it's stupid. Yeah. Okay. Henry Ford's got a, another saying which I love. He's got a fa- saying that says. Coming together no. is a beginning. No? no. If you think you can do a thing or think you you can't do a thing, you're right. That's the one. <laughs> I love that. Let me. That's actually really good. It's if brilliant. You, if you think you can do a thing or you think you can't do a thing, you're right. And this is exactly... Mate, what a... Dude, you're brilliant. Amazing. Well done, Jared. <laughs> I've got a brilliant mind for quotes, but not implementing them. Yeah. Dude, that's exactly it. Because this is the whole thing we we're talking about. Um, we were joking around um, the other day, and I sent you a um, I sent you a little video on 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 Instagram um, uh, of because we were talking about this whole you know like what um, what's his name that that um, the comedian um, uh, did all the movies Jim Carrey. And he like this whole idea of him putting what, the million dollar check, million dollar three- check in his wallet. Yeah, yeah. And I sent you a video that was kind of like that. It dollars was- on it, and what I do is I keep it right on top of my monitor right here, 
so that I can see that check and I know that one day I too will be a millionaire who writes million dollar checks. So yeah. Now in order to become a millionaire, something else you have to do is you have to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself over and over and over again that you're a millionaire until you know- That's all you have to do. That's all it is. So this is what I do. I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. I am a millionaire. You see? So all you have to do is um, uh, draw a picture of toilet paper and then look at yourself in the mirror and say, I have toilet paper. I have toilet paper. I have toilet paper. And then it magically appears in your room. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that. I did the same thing um, where I, I wished that I had a big black dick. And I said, I have a big black dick. I do have a big black dick. And got one. This, this I don't know how much time we got left, but oh, this actually came up in um, a Jordan Peterson podcast I was listening to this week um, where he was talking about um, the quote in the Bible which says, he who, he who asks will receive. He who knocks yep. will have the door opened. And he basically said that that's basically the premise for the secret. Yeah, which is a load of crap. That's yeah. like looking in the mirror saying I'm a millionaire. But it is important. It's it's everything that you aim. Yeah. What you aim at and what you focus on, you'll you'll eventually achieve if your focus is narrow enough. Uh, our mindsets what what this is is we think something it makes us feel something and it makes us act a certain way. Yeah. If we think we're not good with women and um, we then feel that when they disappear, when we buy them a drink and that reinforces our feeling, then we act in a way that repels women. Yeah. Um, which is what you experienced. Yeah. But then you swapped it around very quickly where you were like, um, you thought that, oh, well, that's a fun joke to tell now. That's yeah. a fun little story to tell now. Yeah. And it made you feel good and happy, and it made you act in a way that was attractive to women. Yeah, that's exactly what happened by doing gang night. signs. By doing exactly, that's exactly <laughs> what it has. Because if you were stuck in that other mindset where, like, ah, oh, this is crap, you know, I just wasted all that money on drinks that no one bought. I had to give it away to some strangers, and mm. you know, I didn't make any money out of that. And you, if you're in that needy mindset where you're just, just like shit, you would have acted that way, and you were repelled. Not only the women, but everyone. Even me. I would have yeah. gone, fuck off, dickhead. Yeah. I don't want to hang out with you. You're not being fun tonight. Yeah. Um, but you didn't do that. No. You did the opposite. And you smashed it, man. Smashed it. Yeah. So it's it's not exactly that whole million dollar check on the mirror type thing. But, but it is important. The way that. that we think informs our feelings and our feelings is what we act on. Yeah. And, and, and in these times where we're stressed out, and we're freaking out and we feel like we're victims and we're feeling like we're scarcity, it's going to make us feel very uncomfortable feelings Mm -hmm. and that's going to make us act in ways that are not going to be beneficial for us or anyone around us. So what we need to do is reframe our thinking, which will reframe our feelings, which will make us act differently in a more compassionate, better way that's better for long-term uses. Mm -hmm. So instead of being a victim, we can be creators, make new ways to do stuff, you know? And in, in, in um, like my dancing classes got cancelled. Um, this guy is his business. His business is dancing. Yeah. He's basically um, shutting down his own business. But 
instead of going, this is shit, I'm going to lose my house, my money, this is going to be hard for me, he's gone, you know what? But instead, better way to do this where we can mitigate the risk and stuff, I'm still going to do private lessons. I'll do them a little bit cheaper so everyone can afford them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll wash my hands in between it and, um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be careful and I'll, I'll be able to do that. Another mob um, that's doing the dance, they, they've started doing um, online they're doing virtual dance classes um, and they're not even going to charge for them. They're going to just do a Patreon, you know, pay what it's worth type thing. Perfect. Create a mindset. Instead of going, oh, this is crap, my business is thing now, now I'm going to have to, you know, get a job at McDonald's and, you know, as a janitor or something. No, they're recreating themselves, doing things in a different way. It may or much like my opening dance at the comedy gig. It may or it may not work. Yep. Um, but they're going to give it a go. Trying stuff. They're trying stuff. And if it doesn't work, oh, you know what? We'll try something else. Failure. Um, when you fail, you're one step closer to succeeding. I suppose if there was one thing that I would want to add right at the end of the podcast right now would be... Right now it feels like I forgot to turn the light on And things that looked so good yesterday are now shades of grey And it seems like the world is spinning while I'm standing still Oh maybe I am spinning, I can't tell And then you say You'll be